0: You're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélien Mottier, and I'm here today with Sri Sundaralingam, CMO advisor and consultant for technology companies in the San Francisco Bay Area. Sri, how are you today?
1: doing great, Aurélien, and uh, thank you for having me on your podcast.
0: That's an absolute pleasure. So I know that you've been uh, leading quite a few product and marketing functions, working from small to big and large size B2B companies over the last 15 years. And today, the topic that we want to, to discuss with you is around personal-based marketing. But before we go into the details, we have a, a little bit of a tradition at the beginning of every single podcast where we ask our guest to introduce himself or herself. As well as tell us a little bit more about what they are currently doing at the moment.
1: Yeah, so uh, as you mentioned, I've led uh, product and marketing functions at large and uh, large companies and startups in the past fifteen years, and this is focusing on areas like product marketing, product management, technical marketing, demand generation, to name few of the areas, and you know really focusing mainly on B two B businesses. So working for uh, vendor companies selling to large, medium, small size organizations. And, and just as an example, uh, some of the companies I work for are Symantec Corporation recently, you know, Shape Security, late-stage startup today, Cisco Systems, uh, to name a few. And you know mainly uh, focused on uh, industries uh, in the uh, cybersecurity, information security area, data networking, as well as enterprise software uh, market. So that's kind of been my overall area of expertise.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah, we've been doing some work with some of the the companies you mentioned, a uh, good understanding of, of what, what you've been doing. So Sri, so mm-hmm. you know, I know you are a big advocate of uh, personal-based marketing, and it would be great mm-hmm. if you could briefly introduce the concept of, of personal-based marketing to our audience and share with us how it can help on the sales and marketing front, basically.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, really passionate about this area, Aurelien. And uh, persona really means know your buyer, right? Such a foundational element for uh, sales and marketing. And sometimes we tend to forget that. So know yeah. your buyer, and what I mean by that is uh, when you're targeting log into a large enterprise organization or medium or small size organizations, you know you need to understand the different buyers, right? for your particular product area that that you're wanting to sell. And and knowing the buyer means knowing their pain points, knowing what are critical priorities, projects that they're driving, and how to speak their language. And uh, it is such a foundational element in terms of how you need to uh, build your marketing messaging and positioning, how you need to enable your sales team to be able to talk to Different types of buyers within the organization be able to empathize with them and know which pain points they're going through and to be able to tell the right user stories and you know really develop credibility because that early to mid part of the sales cycle is about uh, relating to the buyer, uh, you know knowing what they're going through, and then being able to come up with a value proposition uh, that would drive the you know the sales transaction through.
0: Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. And how much of the sales team do you do you involve in the finding at the outset? So let's say you, you start mm-hmm. a new role, you are brand new in, in let's say, a, a storage company, mm-hmm. and you've never done storage before. Of course, you've got an idea of who is who and who you mm-hmm. should sell to. But how much involvement from the sales team do you need or would you require in order to define a, a, a personal-based marketing approach? I would say
1: quite a bit because uh, the sales managers and sales engineers who are prospecting into the accounts they are able to you know get to the different types of uh, personas within those accounts and you know, uh, be able to, if they've been at that, you know, at the job for a while, right, be able to have those conversations. So so they're really a good starting point, right, to talk to the sales team to understand uh, who are you talking with in the different accounts, right? Who has the budget versus who is the evaluator? And, you know, who will make the final decision and provide the recommendations. So starting with the sales team uh, is a is a great first you know phase. And then beyond you know the sales team, there are other ways to do your market research as well. You know, analyst reports are always very helpful. When I uh, look at there are different analyst firms that focus on you know different industry segments. So these are like your typical industry analysts like Garner, Forrester. IDC, and so on, that would publish reports on different market segments. So I would, I, would, I would typically use them, too, to understand the buyers. And then uh, there's additional you know, research you can do as a marketeer to collect all the data points you need to you know, kind of get to a, a place where you start to formulate a strategy based on you know, who are the, the main the buyers, you know, who, who's the budget holder, who's the evaluator, who's the key decision
0: Okay, that that makes perfect sense. And and then to engage your sales team. So uh, I'm asking you you a lot of questions around the the sales people because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we we work with great marketers and and people who've got fantastic ideas. But unfortunately, Mm -hmm. and and I will go on to account-based marketing, account-based selling in in a minute, but ultimately your personal-based marketing will be as successful as a sales team using it in the right way and Mm -hmm. getting the results. So do you set some KPIs? What what tactics do you use to actually get your sales guy to use all those research that you've done to not just carry on doing what they've been doing, but ask them Mm -hmm. something that is very difficult for salespeople, which is basically changing. I'm going Mm -hmm. to speak Mm -hmm. to more people in the same account. So how do you get them to shake hands with you and and be involved in in supporting you through, through that approach?
1: Right. So one of the areas sales team always struggles with this. And as you mentioned, the marketeers, you can come up with great strategies, but when you roll it out, you know, the same messaging doesn't work at different levels, right? I know we're going to talk about account-based marketing shortly, but you take a large enterprise organization. uh, If you're talking to, say, the cybersecurity, information security markets, right? If you're talking to an engineer or a manager versus you know, you're talking to a director a VP, or VP a, or a CISO who may be the ultimate uh, budget holder, you have to use a different language, right? Again, going back to pain points, you know, what is relevant to them in terms of their day-to-day business uh, that you're bringing to the table? So, you know, a lot of sales teams I've seen over and over again, they've struggled with that is because the marketeers, if they haven't, formulated the right strategy and given them the, the right messaging points and assets to be able to carry out that conversation and develop that yep. relationship, it becomes very difficult for sales team. And they typically go off and develop some of that on their own. So when you formulate the strategy, I think what I would advise is sitting down with your sales team explaining how you're going to go about developing the messaging at those different levels and showing them what's the output you're going to produce will get buy-in Enough for you. And they will see, I mean, if this is a sales team that's been in place, they've been engaging with customers, they will see the value. But even regardless of the tenure, uh, experienced salespeople know that they have to use a different language, different discussion points at different levels. And, you know, should be, you know, straightforward for you to get that buy-in. But to your point, and get that buy-in, show them what you're going to produce, how you're going to enable them. And then you go do it, uh, you will get, you know, strong handshake. And you know sort of the collaboration going on and then you do have to you know adjust the strategy as you go forward but yeah definitely that early engagement and agreement is very critical when you produce that strategy to be successful and you know to be able to implement it and make it work
0: of course uh, that, that, that makes sense and coming back to to the point i was making about the the account-based marketing account-based selling so it seems mm-hmm. that everybody is dissociating the concept of account based everything, which is, which is putting your prospect in the center of your marketing and sales approach, which is mm-hmm. logic, but you know, lots of people are dissociating it. And, and, and I do think that actually from, from, from what we're discussing today, personal based marketing is actually a super important part of the concept. You know, if you don't start by understanding the people and their function and their challenges in that function, how come, how come your value proposition can mm-hmm. support them in? being a better professional, mm-hmm. then the rest of the account-based marketing, the rest of the account-based selling may, may not make sense. So mm-hmm. could you elaborate on, on on that connection between ABM and and, and persona based marketing? Is is there really a difference?
1: Yes, and you can do persona based marketing uh, without having to do account-based marketing, right? So let's say for the sake of discussion here, you've decided your go-to-market strategy is you're gonna, you know, go after large enterprise organizations, uh, regardless of different industries, you're going to target any organization larger than 1,000 employees, right? Uh, and you can employ a persona-based marketing with that and, and be successful, depending on the product that you're taking to market. Another yeah. scenario could be you could get even more targeted Without going to account based marketing, where you could say, okay, within large enterprise you know, accounts, I'm going to focus on uh, this top five verticals, right? This top five industries, uh, financial services, right? Healthcare, uh, on and on. These five you're going to go really lock in on. Uh, the next level after that is the uh, account based marketing that you're mentioning, which is really say, look, out of all of the large enterprise accounts, there are these 5,000 accounts that we need to sell. And you could have filtered that based on industries, right, based on uh, geographical region and so forth. There you're you're really getting targeted, right? So the persona-based marketing can be employed regardless of if you're using account based marketing or not. But when you do use the account-based marketing, especially when you go after the large enterprise organization, it could be a lot more impactful and powerful when you also, you know, add in persona-based marketing because typically in a large enterprise organization, as we talked about earlier, you're gonna have different levels of buyers or influencers you're gonna be working with from your sort of the manager evaluator level to somebody perhaps mid-management or C level holding the budget. So when you apply the persona based marketing, you could produce a lot more high impact results for account marketing, account based marketing, you know, tactics that you're employing.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. And coming to this influencer and evaluators and I think you mentioned you know, the people who got the budget and all that. So we we are big believers. Maybe we are too traditional and, and too old school, but we are big believers in the fact that to be successful in a sales process, it's very important to have a connection with the authority. So the C level contact, that that CIO, CISO, CTO, and in the line of business, CMOs, uh, CROs, CEOs, CFOs, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And of course the, the larger the organization, the more difficult it is to market to those people, to sell to those people, to have to have some time in front of those people. And I also know that in in some uh, in some verticals, particularly if we look at if we look at infrastructure, security, when you look at the the CTO, the CISOs, those two titles, everybody wants to speak to them. So I believe that those guys are probably getting approached a lot and probably not responding to a lot of prospect. But coming to my question, and in your opinion, how much effort should you put into targeting influencer? and key evaluators in that persona based marketing approach?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question, in. And uh, look, the reality is when you're at C-level, right, whether you're CISO or CTO, you have very limited time, right? And you're not going to be the person who's going to be doing uh, the initial research and evaluation of your different initiatives that you have rolled out. So it's, it's very important not to overly pivot uh, marketing, you know, to the, the, the C-level buyer. Now, I'm not saying you don't market to the C-level buyer. Absolutely, you do. You employ the right tactics, right, when you're using account-based marketing and you target the C-level buyer. But what's really important also is to understand, you know, for different initiatives within the organization, who's going to be the folks doing the uh, research, right, the initial research. And, right, who are going to be doing the evaluation, and you need to target those people, those those personas, right? And, like, again, going back to my cybersecurity, you know, uh, information security areas, it could be an engineer doing the initial research, right? A security engineer or a security architect. And, you know, the person who's going to shortlist the vendors to, you know, bring them in for proof of concept could be somebody at manager level, not, not you know, director VP or C level for that matter. So it's very important to be able to uh, develop the right material, right? Educate them, especially when you're developing the marketing funnel, right? And engage those folks uh, to be able to, you know, get invited to the party, right? But when you're in these large enterprise organizations or even mid-sized organizations, you do need to influence, you know, who are actually going to be holding the budget. When you get to that stage, you want to be, you know, successful in converting the opportunities. So um, right. So I think again, you employ the right tactics, you know, C level folks don't read emails very much. They're just gonna forward it sometimes. They may or may not take a phone call. They may be willing to attend networking events with other C level folks. Uh so it's like how do you employ the right tactics? Yes, you should target them, but really know, you know, who in the organizations are gonna, you know, perform the evaluations and uh, the recommendations so that you know you have a balanced approach.
0: Sure. Yeah, it's not a one trick pony. That 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 makes perfect sense, and I appreciate that. So we're coming to the end of our of, of our conversation today. So the I really appreciate your time and all the insight that you, you shared with us that, that that's great for our audience. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, Sri, and either carry on that conversation or, or, or simply potentially discuss your services and what you could offer to their company, what is the best way to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you for offering that. The best way is to touch bases me through LinkedIn and just find me on LinkedIn, send me a message, connect with me, and I'm happy to engage, answer questions as well as access particular opportunities to work with different companies, i
0: would be excited to do that as well. Okay, that's wonderful. Well, once again, thank you very much for your time. It was absolutely a pleasure to have you on the show today, Sri.
1: Great. Thank you, Early, and really uh, appreciate it and enjoy my discussion with you.
0: Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.